The following audio is from Lifehouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or at lifehousechurch.org. I want to ask you a question this weekend. What is alarming you? You alarmed yet? So a couple years ago, my wife Margaret and I thought it would be a great idea to get a family pet. You kind of see where this is going. Um, so we bought a cute little Cavachon and we named her Lucy. You can't go wrong with naming your, your pet Lucy because everybody loves Lucy. I love Lucy. Um, now, I'm not saying that the rectos are any, any means like uh, dog trainers, all right? But like since then, we've taught our dog how to sit, right? We, we've taught her how to, how to come when we have treats. Uh, we've taught her how to stay whenever she feels like it. And uh, we've even taught her how to like roll over. I, I figured out, I'd, I'd show a picture, but then I didn't want everyone to get distracted, so I'm not going to do that. Um, but like the one thing, I mean, there's a lot of things I have not yet mastered as a dog owner, but the one thing I have yet to master is getting my dog to stop barking. Um, man, y'all, like I was warned already. It's a little dog. She's like seven pounds. And um, they say, well, hey, watch out for the little dogs. They got little dog syndrome because like little dogs make a loud, loud noises because what they lack in size, they make up for in their sound. And, and my dog just barks at everything, like everything. Like when she's in the house, she'll bark when the, the doorbell is ringing as if like Margaret and I did not hear the doorbell ringing at all. She's like, hey, the doorbell's ringing. And then she'll bark when she sees someone going inside my house She'll bark when she hears people around my house, and I'm, and I'm almost certain that she would actually bark if she thought that someone was thinking about my house. And like, the, 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 thing, the thing about Lucy is like, she not only sounds alarmed, but she, she sounds like alarming, because she hears things that we're not listening to, and she sees things that we're not looking at, so that when she starts barking, it catches us all off guard, it catches us all by surprise, and I, I tell people a lot that uh, I don't have an attack dog, I've actually got an alarm dog, because uh, <laughs> for those that have been to my house before, they, they, they know it sounds a little bit chaotic, so I'll give you a sneak peek of what would happen if you were going to the recto home today. You'd ring the doorbell, and immediately the first thing that you will hear is Lucy losing her mind, just barking to the top of her lungs, and then one, if not all of my kids, will then start raising their voice to try to quiet the dog down. So now it's, it sounds like my kids are barking and my dogs are barking. And then Margaret and I would then raise our voice even louder to try to quiet the dogs and the kids. So now it sounds like a dog kennel in my house. And then we open up and we say, hey, welcome home. Um, so what I've, what I've now started to do is when we know someone is coming, we, we try to get Lucy prepared for their arrival. And so, otherwise, what would happen is she would panic because she's not prepared. She would be alarmed because she wouldn't know what's going to happen next. The truth is, we all have a little bit of Lucy inside all of us, don't we? Because maybe for the last couple of years, there's some things that's gotten you uh, by surprise. There's some things that, that caught you off guard and you're, you're just a little bit panicked. Perhaps even the last several months, maybe the last several weeks, the last several days, you heard some things, 
And you saw some things that, that's got you a little bit anxious because you don't know what's, what's happening next. Uh, the reality is that you don't have to look really far to be alarmed, right? Uh, just check the latest headlines on social media. Just scroll through your whatever platform you're going to look at and use in. Just flip the pages and quickly, within a matter of time, you'll be washed with worry right away. And, and I'm not sure if any of you all are like me and you've asked the same question where is this world coming to? Where is my world coming to? Perhaps you're not necessarily worried about your world. Maybe you're worried about the world for someone else. Maybe you're concerned about your kids or you're concerned about your family. And you're wondering, is this the kind of environment, is this the kind of place that I want my kids to grow up in? Is this the kind of world I want them to grow up in? Are these the issues I want them to face? Are these the problems I want them to, to face? And then you can start letting your imagination run a little bit wilder and you start playing out the news in your own head to see how, how it all will unfold, how it all will, will end. And you see things in news about the Ukraine and Russia and you, you hear things about the interest rate and inflation. And all of a sudden you're wondering what and where is our country headed? Where's our world heading? And then you start playing it out in your head like some doomsday prepper and you're thinking, what if we, are we headed towards a nuclear holocaust? Are we gonna head towards World War III? Are, are, are we gonna head towards a market crash? Are we gonna head towards a greater depression? And you're asking yourself, when is this whole thing going to end? Or maybe you've even asked the question, is this the end? You see, Hollywood does a, pretty good job in painting a very vivid picture of what the end of the world will look like. The Mayans pretend, uh, predicted when it was gonna happen and then you've got never-ending news cycle of how and whom. They'll say, no, it's Iran, or no, it's North Korea, no, it's the missing Soviet nukes, no, it's a financial collapse in our system and fear-mongering and imagination has us a little bit anxious if we were honest with ourselves. And during times of uncertainty, during times of trial, we want, we want to know who we can trust and when we, we can turn to, to truth. But the problem is there's so many variations of truth out there that we have to ask ourselves, what is the truth? If you've ever wondered how this whole thing is gonna play out, maybe you felt this way before, you're not alone. There's a group of individuals that could actually relate to everything that, that we're, we're asking because they asked the same thing of Jesus. There, there was a, a man by the name of Matthew. He was a friend and follower of Jesus. And he wrote an eyewitness account of Jesus' life, his death, and his burial and resurrection while he was here on earth doing ministry. Jesus, in the book of Matthew, predicted how he was going to die. And now his, his disciples, his followers, had a lot of questions. Hey, how does this whole thing end? How is everything going to play out? And in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, this is Jesus' conversation to them. As Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings. But he responded, do you see all these buildings? Check this out. I tell you the truth. They will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives his disciples came to him privately and said, tell us, when will all of this happen? What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? And Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you for many will come in my name claiming 
I am the Messiah. And they'll deceive many and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things may take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there'll be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all of this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed, and you'll be hated all over the world because you are my followers, and many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear, and then the end will come. Now, I know that's a line that's a little bit heavy. Now, here's, here's Jesus writing in his teaching, and maybe you're hearing it for the first time. Maybe you've heard it before, and you're, you're, you're having to ask yourself, is Jesus talking about 2022 right now? Like, is he talking about right now? Is, it, is the moment the moment right now? I mean, over 2,000 years ago, this conversation is taking place, and Jesus lays out some, some pretty uncomfortable things to, to his friends. His friends are asking him a question. Hey, what should we expect? And he's saying, hey, you guys want the truth? All right, this is the truth, and here's what you can expect. You can expect that people are going to pretend to be me. They're gonna to pretend to be the savior from the sounding alarm of this world, the one who's gonna say that they're gonna rescue you from the ringing chaos of humanity, and they're gonna deceive, deceive some people. They're actually gonna turn away from me and they're gonna hate you. Some of you are gonna be persecuted, even put to death. You're gonna hear about wars, you're gonna hear about rumors of wars, then you're gonna see kingdoms against kingdoms and you're gonna see uh, countries against countries, nations against nations and then the ground is gonna to start to shake. It's gonna be a faulty foundation. There's gonna be earthquakes and people are gonna want more because there's gonna be famine everywhere. And then he says this, don't panic. Now you're probably better than me. You're the kind of people that says, hey, uh, no offense, and you don't get offended when they say the, the next couple words. You're probably the ones that says, don't panic, and you don't panic. But for me, I hear this, and I'm like, I am freaking out right now if I was, if I was the disciple. So I'm giving you guys the permission. I would totally lose my mind. Wait, hold on. Rewind. What did you just say? Like, I would be in deep panic. But Jesus wants to present the truth to his disciples so that they are prepared rather than lie to them, and then they get caught off guard and begin to panic. So how do we respond to talks, news, movies, even prophecies that tell about the coming end of the world? I don't know about you, but as I was reading this and as I read it, I'm a little bit uncomfortable because for me, I'm like, hey, let's just talk about happy things. Let's talk about things that, you know, are encouraging and let's just turn the topic. Let's just turn the pages. That's what I would rather do. Let's just turn the channel and let's pretend that we didn't see what we saw on the headlines or let's just plug our ears and let's just pretend we didn't hear about those events or should we all just hope that this is not the moment, right? The moment where the end finally begins, the moment where the apocalypse finally comes. So why even read this passage of scripture rather than just avoiding it? What, what do we do with these apocalyptic parts of the Bible? 
See, our heart is that we bring the Bible into every aspect of our lives so that we can apply it and we can live it. And here's Jesus. He's laying out some pretty fundamental truths because it's essential that we not only have the proper perspective, but we'll have the proper preparation for when, not if, but when the end actually comes. So how do we, how do we respond to everything that we see, everything that we hear in the world around us? How do we live leading up to the end? I want to pull for us a principle from this passage of Scripture that I believe that if we apply it, we'll not only be prepared, but we'll actually live alert. And that's the big idea from this passage of Scripture, that we must live alert. Uh, Similar to when we set an alarm clock. You see, if you think about it, an alarm clock is not really meant to alarm you. Hear me out, right? The only way that it would alarm you is if you didn't know it was supposed to go off. But rather, you're alert and you're aware when you hear the sound of the alarm. Now, wouldn't it be great to have that kind of peace going into the week, going into whatever we see on social media, going into whatever we see on the news or on the uh, whatever news that, that a doctor may give us, whatever news that our bosses may give us. Wouldn't it be amazing to have that kind of peace in the midst of panic? Wouldn't it be amazing to have that kind of calm no matter how high gas prices may be, and no, no matter how bad the interest rate may be in the, in, the, in the job market or the housing market, whatever kind of market. Can you imagine that? But rather, it seems like everything that's going on in this world is kind of like an alarm clock going off and no one had a clue that it was supposed to go off. I didn't time that, but it was perfect timing, so thank you. Uh, <laughs> but it's almost like an alarm clock going off that no one had a clue was supposed to go off. And like a cell phone alarm going off, The only problem is you don't know where you put your cell phone. So everybody's scattered and everyone is panicked looking for the sound and everyone seems lost. Everyone is easily deceived because they're listening to the person that says and claim, hey, I know where the sound is. I know how to stop the ringing. I know how to stop the sound. Come follow me. And the the news cycle is like a never-ending alarm clock just constantly going off on the hour Every hour. And this is not a bash on the news by any stretch of the imagination, all right? But it's, it's like an alarm clock going on and off every hour, on the hour. And we're listening to the popular voices. And we're listening to the ones that proclaim, hey, I, I got the answer to the alarm of this world. Why would we follow that? Why would we want to follow that? It's because no one wants to live alarmed. Nobody wants to live panicked. But the truth is it's impossible for us to live alert. It's impossible. Just like Jesus was laying out, look, there's gonna be a time where people are gonna get deceived and they're gonna walk away from me. You and I, we, we all have a nature deep within every single one of us that literally is bent on following deception, that literally is bent on walking away from God, walking away from truth and following lies, not, not knowing that these lies will essentially lead us to death and this is what the Bible calls sin. You see, sin not only leads us to physical death, it actually leads us to to spiritual death, a forever death. Jesus said, there's gonna come a time where my followers, some of them will be put to death. But he was just talking about physical death. But sin destroys us spiritually forever. He said that there's gonna be sin rampant everywhere. And the reason why sin will grow rampant everywhere is because it's rampant inside all of us. 
and it separates us from God in all things good, but God, but God. After all these things were laid out, Jesus said the good news will be preached, and the good news is God saw us in our sin. God saw us lost, wandering, following lies. He loved us so much that he sent his son to to rescue us, to rescue us from the sound of sin in our lives. And so Jesus came with express purpose to die in order to defeat death. And so when God sent his son and Jesus' death, all of our shame, our guilt, our panic, our, our forever judgment was heaped upon his life and in his death, he defeated death once and for all. So that those that would believe in Jesus by faith would not just be forgiven because as you keep on turning the pages of the good news, it's still good on the next page because Jesus rose from the grave, defeating sin, death, and hell so that those that will believe in Jesus by faith would have everlasting life life that we're enabled to now live alert. So how do we live alert? I, I wanna give us two complimentary thoughts this weekend, and the first is this. To live alert, we have to be led by Jesus. To live alert, we have to be led by Jesus. Let's go back here to the text. It says, Jesus told them, do not let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. And you will hear of wars, threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nations will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom, but there will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all of this is only the first parts of the birth pains with more to come. Jesus is literally giving us the key of how not to be misled, of how not to be tricked, how not to be misguided. And the key is to be alert, to be aware of the, the coming difficulties and the coming trials. He says, I want you to recognize all the voices that proclaim, I can rescue you from this ringing. I will be the answer to the alarm of the world. No, those are false prophets. Don't listen, don't fall for their false truth. And so for us, we can't put our hope and we can't put our faith on a man, on, or a, on a woman on this earth. We can't put it on a president. We can't put it on a politician. We can't put it in a political party. We can't put it in an organization. We can't put it in a church. We can't put it in an influencer. We can't put it in a teacher. We can't put it even in a pastor. We have to be led by Jesus. And here is what Jesus is saying. It's like, do not panic. That, that word panic Literally, it's translated into alarmed. Do not be alarmed. Don't be caught off guard. Don't be caught by surprise. If we are led by anything or anyone other than Jesus, it will literally cause us to alarm. If there is fear in any aspect of your life, here's a, a way to know who you're following. Is it panic or is it peace? If there's an alarm, we have to figure out who we're, we're following. If we are led by the media, I can assure you right now that it'll catch you off guard. At some point or another this week, if you keep on looking, it'll catch you off guard. If, if, if you are led by as silly as, a, as, a, as weather, I mean, it snowed this week in Hagerstown, Maryland. I was caught off guard. I was, I was not prepared. It will cause you to panic. If, 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 you're, if you're led by the job market, the stock market, the, the housing market, inflation rate, or whatever it is other than Jesus, it'll cause you to panic. But the truth is, if we're led by Jesus, 
we know that God's plan and God's purposes will prevail despite all the problems that we see in this world. If we are led by Jesus, we don't have to be overwhelmed by all the problems, all the bad news of the world. Why? Because we already saw it coming. We don't have to panic. If, if we're led by Jesus, we don't have to, to be caught off guard, to be caught by surprise when it seems like evil may be triumphing over good because he already told us it was going to happen. I, I'm already aware when I hear the sound of the alarm when, when we're led by Jesus, we can hop off this emotional roller coaster track that the world is on. Where one day you hear about peace treaties and you feel good, and another day you hear about wars and you don't feel good. Your peace, our peace, is not measured by anything else other than God. And can I just tell you, if God is not alarmed, we can live alert. And God who predicted already these troubles that are to come, that will one day come, the things that we have not yet seen that is going to come, he already predicted it. And if he predicted it because he's all-knowing, he's also all-powerful, and he's prepared enough to win the battle. And if he's already prepared to win, then you know, we don't have to panic. And so when the world is alarming around us, we can live alert because we're led by Jesus. The last thing I wanna share with us today is that to live alert, we must endure. To live alert, we must endure. Let's hop back here to this passage of scripture. It says, then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You'll be hated all over the world because you are my followers, and many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Jesus is saying that there's gonna be threats that's gonna cause many individuals to abandon obedience and following Jesus. He said they're gonna allow persecution to, to, to cause them to, to no longer live radically, to no longer live boldly for me. Not so with you. So there's gonna be individuals that's gonna run away, that, that's gonna run away from living godly, that's gonna run away from God. They're, they're, gonna, they're gonna isolate themselves and they're gonna hide. And, and I'm almost certain that, that you and I, we've, we've all at one point or another probably been tempted to do likewise. It says not so with you. Come on, not so with Lifehouse. It says don't run don't hide. And so you may be asking yourself, then what do I do, Jay, with all the things that I hear, all the things that I see, what do I do? When it seems like the news just keeps getting worse and worse and it keeps, and, and, and ground seems shaky and, and, and things are, are, are growing a little bit more dim right now, what do I do? It says, endure. When we are aware, when we are alert, we are immovable. When we're aware, we're not caught off guard, but don't get me wrong, not move doesn't mean not moving. Enduring is an action word. It requires movement. It requires motion in faith. It requires active faith, active obedience in pursuing truth in the midst of the world's lies. It requires active faith to live a, like a bold witness in the midst of all the bad news for Jesus. It, it, it requires us to pursue God and the things of God in the midst of everything that, that is around us telling us, hey, we need to run away 
from God. It's, it's active. It's endurance. And we've got to be able to endure all the way to the end. We've got to be able to endure hardships no matter how bad it gets, even if that literally means to death. And you may be wondering, that's heavy, Jay. How can, can, we, can, we, can we endure all the way to the end? It's by keeping the end in mind. Oftentimes we can, we can shortchange our stride and our steps towards Jesus and our steps of faith for Jesus because we don't have a proper perspective on the end. Can I tell you, your diagnosis is not the end. The, the news that ends today is not the end. The, the, the markets, job market, stock market, whatever market, is not the end. The, the midst of all the bad news, the only way that we're able to endure to the end is because we have good news. Jesus is saying, the good news will be preached to all the nations so that everyone can hear it. And once everyone's heard it, you know what he says? And then the end will come. And then the end will come. You wanna know what the good news is? The good news is that life does not end in death, but death ends in forever new and resurrection life through faith in Jesus. That's some good news, y'all. The good news is that our life here on earth is not the end. Death for us as believers is not the end. The truth is we've got the good news and it's the best answer, the greatest answer to the world's alarm. And the truth is, as it is right now, this world will not be perfected. Can I just tell you that the world has enough bad news cycling in every single day? They don't even know what to do with all the bad news, but the good news that you and I have, it's good no matter what the headlines say. No matter what it says on Monday, it's still good. No matter what it says on Tuesday, it's still good. On Wednesday, it's still good. Thursday, Friday, if it snows on Saturday, it's still good. Come on, you got some good news. You got good news. Perhaps, maybe, you're wondering, how do I endure well? Can I just tell you, it's not just waiting around in silence, hoping that the end will come. You endure well by sharing the good news often. If someone is around you alarmed, that's a good alert for every single one of us to say, I should preach the good news. I should share some good news right now because maybe, just maybe, the nations that God desires the good news to be preached in is your home first. And, and he's saying, I want you to share some good news with your spouse. I want you to share some good news with your kids. Maybe the nation that he's sending you in to preach the good news is your neighborhood, is your classroom, is your workplace. And he's got some coworkers that's alarmed right now. They're saying, hey, share some good news so that they can be aware, so that they can live alert. We may not know what tomorrow's bad news will bring, but the good news we got today is still good tomorrow, regardless of what comes our way, and we should share it right now. Maybe you came here today just a little bit taken off guard. There's some things in your life that's got you a little bit panicked. Can I just tell you, the only way to peace is through faith in Jesus. And if you've never placed your faith in Jesus to make him the Lord and Savior of your life, would you, would you do that today? You say, I'm walking away from the thing that leads me away from God and I'm, I'm allowing Jesus to lead me. 
I want his forgiveness to flow through me and I want his spirit to empower me to live alert. And if that's you today, would you let us know? Simply text the name Jesus to 81411. If you're joining us online, click on the raise hand button. We wanna know about your decision today. Type in the word Jesus on the comments right now. We wanna, we wanna celebrate your new life of faith in Jesus right now. But for those that are making the decision already, you've already made that decision. How are you enduring? Are there people around you alarmed right now that you need to be sharing the good news to? Let me pray for us. Father, I thank you. I thank you that the good news is so good. It is too good. It is too good not to share. So Father, I pray that you would put a burning passion to proclaim the good news. God, when the world is alarming, let it alert us to share some good news. Allow us as the people of God to endure well by sharing the good news as often as we can. Father, to every neighborhood, every classroom, when, when nations are at war against nations, let's share some good news to nations, God. Let's share some good news to kingdoms, God, where grounds are shaking and people are wanting more. Father, let us be people that proclaim the good news well to them, Father God. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. I pray, God, that it would make us alive and not afraid. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Lifehouse Church. We believe that through Christ, life change happens here. So we invite you to connect with us further by visiting lifehousechurch.org.